I like to, you know, take kind of the bigger perspective on engagement. We already have this interactivity in so much today, right? Like we, we don't watch TV. We watch YouTube where we can comment and like, right? We don't um, read the news where, or I mean, we read the news, but we do it on Twitter where we can chat with the, the people who wrote the story, right? We don't listen to radio. We listen to podcasts uh, and, and Clubhouse. Even you create your own podcast, right? And then I'm really asking myself, like, okay, we have all this, you know, this reaction, this commenting, this, this audience engagement. Why don't we have that in presentations? Why isn't that default, right? Hey there, and welcome to yet another episode of the World of Presentations podcast brought to you by us at Presentation Agency 356 Labs. I'm Boris, the founder of the company and your host for today's episode. And together with me, I have someone uh, from a company that if you still don't know about, um, well, you probably missed something, all right? So who is that person? Well, his name, let me be very careful and mindful here, is Oscar, that's the easy part, but then Sven Love, right? Correct, Oscar? You got Brilliant. it. Okay. Yeah, the O umlaut is always very, very hard for me to pronounce. And he is, by the way, uh, the community content creator for Mentimeter. Um, they also call the company Menti, which I really like. Uh, but anyway, he delivers workshops, webinars, and many, many more things for uh, Mentimeter. But before he joined there, he was actually involved uh, with, and he was a game, game show host and a teacher, which is really interesting. So speaking and presentations are obviously uh, part of his uh, life from a long, long time ago. And what's even more important and interesting, I will say here, is that uh, Mentimeter are also one of the track sponsors of Present Succeed 2022, which is coming in April, our presentation skills conference. And they decided very wisely to be the sponsor of the storytelling track, which is, I would argue, probably the best track there, but who knows. Oscar, uh, welcome to the podcast. And thank you again for sponsoring and just supporting us in such a big and just major, major way. Boris, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. What an introduction. I mean, you got my name right on the first try and uh, yeah. I feel really, really welcomed here to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Uh, I learned, I was learning German uh, like a few years ago. And for some reason, even though you are not from Germany, obviously, but from Sweden, you're based in Stockholm? Yes, uh, Stockholm, Sweden. Correct. Brilliant. And I, I love the epicenter co-working space there. It's my one mm. of my favorite places in, uh, in Stockholm. We delivered some presentations there a few years ago uh, because we also have customers there. Uh, but yeah, I will definitely go back to epicenter if I think about it. But I was, teach, I was uh, learning German at some point in my previous years. And for some reason, I started loving it, which is very mm. rare to hear, I think, from people who are le- learning uh, German. No one almost loves that language. But at some point, I started... Saying, wait a minute, this is really cool stuff here. <laughs> What's going on? Anyway, we always start, Oscar, we always start the podcast with the same question, which is more or less, how did you end up being part of the presentation world? In this, in your case, how do you uh, became part of Mentimeter? Uh, thank you for that question. Yeah, so as you mentioned in the in the beginning of the episode here and in my introduction, um, I personally have been doing presentations for a very long time. Um, obviously, you know, when growing up in school, 
But then also when I finished school, I started working professionally as a teacher. And a big part of teaching is hosting presentations. And, and you know, I mean, that's that's part of any any uh, teaching style, really. Um, and then after that, I went on to uh, work as a game show host at a, a local uh, studio. It was actually funny because it wasn't a game show that they aired on any TV. It was like a local game show. So it was for companies and, uh, and um, you know, if you're, you're getting married or you have a birthday party and you go and participate okay. in a game show. So super fun. And obviously there, you know, it's all about presenting as well. Um, different content, of course, from teaching, but it's still about, you know, talking to your audience and, and making them feel seen and understood. So it was actually at that game show company that Mentimeter contacted us. And this is in the middle of the pandemic. They, they wrote to us and they said, hey, you know, we need to get some engagement happening. We, we've seen like a bit of a drop here and we thought, why not combine Mentimeter, which is the place I work at now, with this game show studio, since Mentimeter also offers quizzes and, and more fun yep. options. And I got the honor to host that collaboration from, from the quiz show side. And then the, I guess Mentimeter saw how valuable that was and uh, the collaboration went great. So six months later, I, uh, I switched jobs um, and ended up here as a community content creator. So I basically teach all our users how to become better presenters using our tool. Wow, that's, that was an interesting one. No one has a similar, no one has similar story uh, like at all. In the last <laughs> 100 and more episodes, no one has anything that's even close to uh, what happened with you and how you ended up working for a presentation, I would say related company. And that being mm -hmm. said, they are for sure the people that are listening are business professionals, the same people that we expect at the event in April. Um, Mentimeter, in my eyes, is extremely popular <laughs> platform and tool. Uh, when we talk about presentations, you almost immediately, you can say, okay, Mentimeter is also one of the words that immediately um, comes up in your mind. For those of uh, the listeners or the people who are watching on YouTube, whatever, um, can you give us like one or two sentences of what Mentimeter really is, because i uh, that's what we were discussing before the start of the episode. I find it very interesting that the company was born way before the COVID pandemic hit. Mm. So can we start mm. there? Like, what is Mentimeter so that people know a little bit more about the company and the product, of course? Yeah, so I think that's a, a great place to start. You know, we've been around for way longer than the pandemic, and I know a lot of people found us during the pandemic. Yeah. But essentially, Mentimeter was born out of the frustration from having boring meetings. And <laughs> okay. the two founders who are still uh, very active in the company and still still the founders and still working here, they... And, and I mean, we've all seen this, you know, the endless amount of hours we spend in workshops, presentations and schools and meetings where it's just very kind of one sided. You have a presenter speaking, they have some slides and you don't remember you're not listening. You don't remember anything. And it's just a waste of time. And from that frustration of, of having boring meetings, they decided to create a tool that allows the audience to interact with the presentation. Yeah. So instead of the audience just simply being passive listeners, they're actually contributing to the presentation by 
going on their phones during the presentation. This could be a bit weird for people. Wait, they're using their phones? I want them to listen. But the point is that they're using their phones to vote and react and ask questions to the presentation. And then in that turn, uh, or in turn, the presenter creates a much more engaging presentation. Yeah. Without I would say that you were, you guys were one of the first, if not the first, that figured out that the phone must be and cannot be excluded uh, nowadays from a presentation. I, I actually heard, I think it was two or three years ago uh, when we were talking with Microsoft about something. I think that when they were discussing something, there was a, there was something that sounded like um, we nav- we figured out that the phone cannot be excluded. And so we mm. decided to make it uh, part of the whole thing, make it part of the presentation itself. You know probably better than me that Microsoft is now also following along with some of those type of engagement tools, but yeah. for them it's, yeah, I would say it's a little bit late, <laughs> I would say, <laughs> but still, uh, they, also, they also figured out that, wait a minute, engagement is crucial. Uh, and yeah. yeah, the phone is just playing a huge, huge part in all of this. All right. That was more like what you mentioned that there could be in Mentimeter, you can uh, create quizzes and you have obviously used them as part of the TV show back then. What else can someone that's listening here go to the website, uh, register? I know that there is a free plan also so that they can test it out. But what can they expect uh, to see and what what can they find? Like how can you enhance, if you wish, uh, their presentations, especially nowadays when most of them are online? Yeah, I think that's a that's a great question, and and I think the short answer is that we do offer quite a lot of different ways to engage with your audience. Now, what do I mean by engagement? Well, there are various levels of engagement, right? It could be okay. a simple um, it could be a simple poll, for example. So you have a presentation, and then you might ask your audience, you know, um, do you like this or that, and then they can answer, and that's kind of a simple form of engagement. And then we have more more higher or more complex forms of engagement where you really have an active audience. For example, you can send in questions to the presentation and these, these questions will show up in the presentation and then the audience can vote for the questions that they find most relevant. Mm, okay. And that's an amazing feature. And, and when you hear it the first time, you're like, ah, okay, what's the point of that? But when you try it out, and you you say you tell your audience, okay, ask me anything, and then go in and rank the questions that you want to see. Immediately, everybody's asking questions, everybody's engaged, and you will also get the most relevant question up right away. Yeah. So so we have these various levels of engagement, and and you know you can also I think a lot of people don't know about this, but you can very much integrate Mentimeter with your presentations already. If you're using PowerPoint, if you're using, you know, Keynote, you can easily combine them. And and it's kind of like a one plus one equals three in a way. Yeah. You know, where you, you have your presentation and then you sprinkle in some some engaging questions, right? So I might, you know, talk about uh, the history of game shows in a in a PowerPoint presentation. And then I'll yeah. throw in a question. Okay. Have you listened? When was the first game show? So, so there's really like various levels, but, but they all, no matter what you do with Mentimeter, it all kind of ties together in that you invite your audience to join you in the presentation and to react and vote and, and really get their voices heard in a whole nother way. 
Yeah, which means that from the speaker's perspective and everyone who is listening and or watching and is in the HR space, the, I don't know, uh, the financial space or IT or design or whatever, these are actually intentional, like you're intentionally planning to engage the audience, correct? Yes, yes. This is not a coincidence by any chance there, you know, like that is an intentional planning from your end as the speaker. Um, You mentioned that, you mentioned that, Many people discovered Mentimeter during the COVID pandemic um, hit and those two, I would say, two years of almost complete lockdown. How are those related? Because I will be curious to hear how you guys explain it. Um, let's see, what, what's your opinion there? Like, how, why, do you peop, why do you think people found Mentimeter in that particular moment in time? Yeah, I, I think that's, that's, a, that's a great question as well. Um, you know, once again, we've been around since way before the pandemic. And yep. we've always had this kind of idea that if you're doing a live presentation in a room, you can use Mentimeter. So I'll have like a Mentimeter presentation behind me. I'll be speaking to my audience and they can vote and react, right? And we've, we, before the pandemic, you know, there's, you know, we were still doing video calls and, and sometimes we used it, you know, online and we thought, yeah, this, this works well, right? But, but when, we saw during the pandemic when when we're forced to work from home, there's complete lockdowns. We really saw this this desperate need for engagement when you're working remotely, right? Yeah. I mean, all the hours. I mean, I can't, it's sad to think about all the like millions of hours that we sat in front of the Zoom calls, and you're just kind of sitting there. You're muted. Uh, your camera might be off, and you're just doing something else, right? So. And, and in that kind of, in that ecosystem of like, you know, there's complete lockdown where everything is doing is going on online. We saw that, that leaders, um, especially early in the pandemic identified this need for engagement and started mm. looking for, for tools. And, and this was even, I think, I don't remember, but I mean, I guess zoom had a chat, but now we see that like before, and now we see more of those like polls and chats coming up. But yep. back in the beginning, there was basically just a chat and there was no way to ask your audience or engage. And that's where Mentimeter came into the picture for a lot of these leaders who, who saw that need for engagement. Yep. And, and we also kind of did, a, we also saw that need. So we, we kind of switched our, our marketing strategy as well to say, you know, this works. I mean, we, we didn't, plan for a pandemic. We didn't know this was happening, but it seems to work really well. Um, so that kind of helped to shift the focus and, um, yeah, we, we saw uh, a pretty, pretty big uh, growth actually during, during Corona. Um, especially that, that early, that first spring where, where there was like complete lockdown. Yeah. So I think that one, by the way, whether or not there was a growth in the company in the last two years, just because of the, the COVID pandemic, but you obviously. Yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. The, the, it is, it, it was definitely a, a boost to, to mm-hmm. our, our numbers. Um, but, but I mean, even though if you account for the, the Corona ad kind of, we've, we've still seen a quite steady growth um, as, as more and more people are, are realizing just how important engagement is. And I like to, you know, take kind of the bigger perspective on engagement. We already have, this interactivity in so much today, right? Like we, we don't watch TV, 
we watch YouTube where we can comment and like, right? We don't um, read the news where, or I mean, we read the news, but we do it on Twitter where we can chat with the, the people who wrote the story, right? Yeah. We don't listen to radio. We listen to podcasts uh, and, and Clubhouse, even you create your own podcast, yeah. right? Yeah. And then w- I'm really asking myself like, okay, we have all this, you know, this reaction, this commenting, this, this audience engagement. Why don't we have that in presentations? Why isn't that default, right? And that doesn't mean you have to have a, an open presentation just asking people random questions. But, <laughs> but yeah. you know, why don't you invite your audience instead of, you know, presenting this year's numbers, you might ask them, what do you think this year's growth was? And then you yeah. show the correct answer. So I think, yeah. I think even though there's COVID and it kind of forced people, I think it's definitely time in any case to bring more engagement into presentations. Uh, that's a lovely explanation, though. I have never, ever considered the fact that in almost every other medium that you consume, right, you have engagement built in. but in presentations for some reason it's like um, no it it was like they it was like god forgot presentations right they're just like oh you know we're not going to do that yeah but but you know we're trying to change that one presentation at a time yeah plus plus you also uh, you also have a solution for events and as someone that organizes an event and as someone that's we're, um, I don't know if you know, but we're actually integrating, we're using Hopin for the streaming yeah. platform. Uh, and we managed to figure out how to, like, we can just introduce a few people uh, from Hopin to you guys and vice versa, etc., so that we can see whether or not we can uh, integrate the platforms. Turned out that the integration between Hopin and Mentimeter was almost done uh, when we introduced people to each other. And so <laughs> it's probably going to be ready and fine-tuned and tested for April because we're recording yeah. this in December, just before Christmas. So tell me more about, and tell, because people who are here, who are listening, I know at least one person that's going to listen to this one, who is an event planner. So yeah. let's tell her why would, like, what is possible in the context of events? Like, why would somebody jump into Mentimeter.com and just go and say, wait a minute, I want this for my event? Yeah, so that's a that's a great question as well. I think... You know, I event, ask only great questions. That is I know, so Boris. No, but I, I, we, and that's the thing. We didn't have a chance to talk about the questions before the podcast. So I'm hearing this, and and they're they're all really great. Um, I think I've said that on every question. <laughs> yeah. So why going back to the events? What's happening there? So I think, um, and and having used Betamitter at at big events, and and you could call our Wednesday uh, meetings. We have a big meeting for the entire company. You know, where we're over two hundred people right now. I would call that a big event um, mm-hmm. compared to the general amount of of presentations where there's like t- 10, 20, 30, right? And yep. I also do webinars for hundreds and and even thousands of attendees um, using Mentimeter. So. Having had experience in that, I can say that it is it is such a, a joy for both the presenter and the audience. Mm. And and what especially works well with the big events is that you can get a very, like I would say, kind of very detailed overview of your audience, even if they're five hundred people. Okay. So, for example, I might ask, you know, which sector are you in? 
and and then I'll have like IT, uh, business, finance, all that these options. And then all the event participants, no matter where they're sitting, right? They can log in. They're using their phones. They can be in the room or they can be online. Go to menti.com and they vote. And you know, if you're a business person in Norway, you hit that vote. You'll see it change on the screen. Yeah. And that just creates, you know, for that that business uh, person in Norway, that just creates a bit of a connection. Like, okay, I'm I'm here. You know what I mean? It, it's it's really especially in big events when you see those bars move. Yeah. And now, I mean, now we're people have seen that. It's you know, you're you're maybe used to it a bit more, but it, seeing that for the first time is like really a nice touch. It was insane, by the way. Indeed. Yeah, it's it's so cool. Like we forget, and I forget about that because I see it all the time. But like, it is really cool. And additionally, you as a presenter will then get like within seconds, a very clear picture of the sectors in the audience, if that's what you want to ask. And you can ask anything, right? You can ask, uh, you know, age or, or favorite snack, whatever you like. Yeah. And, and that, so you have the audience perspective where they feel seen and listened to, and you have that, that powerful real-time analysis for your presenter. And if you've, if you've, you know, done it a couple of times, like I, I use Mintimeter in every presentation in all my webinars. And I've really learned to kind of play with that data. So if I'll see, oh, the majority here, everybody's a teacher. Okay. Hey, teachers, you know, welcome to, I'm happy to have you here. Let's look at some teacher tips and tricks, right? And that just, you know, that just creates such a connection between the presenter and the audience you know you really feel seen even though you're you're sitting on the other side yeah. of the world and additionally you know another nice thing everything is anonymous in mentimeter so you don't have to like worry about you know it, it, as a voter you can feel secure that that you can vote without you know being called out kind of yeah. and and we do also have various you know especially if you're doing big events we have various like filters and profanity things to kind of keep everything nice and, and tidy. Um, but I'd say there's a, there's a definite, once again, this kind of one plus one equals three thing for both the presenter and for the audience. It's a win-win there. Yeah. Well, is there, is there a moderation feature in the, like in the context of the Q and a, like, can you moderate? Because sometimes people are asking, may ask some questions in the Q and a that are a little bit, Sometimes not even questions, I would say, uh, yeah. but are comments. Do you, do you enable the, like, is there a feature that allows the admin or the speaker or the moderator, the facilitator to just say, okay, leave that alone, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we have, uh, in addition to the filters and making sure that, you know, not bad, bad words slip through, we do have a very powerful moderation feature, which you can actually give to someone else. I mean, you can moderate yourself. I've done it. It's a bit, you know, you're, you're talking yeah. moderating. It works. But what I like to do is I'll just give the moderation link to, and that person could be sitting in Canada for what I know. And they can, they get all the questions and they can uh, let through the questions that they want to see. And then the audience can look at the moderated questions and upvote them. I mentioned yeah. that earlier, this, this upvoting thing. And that's like a small but super powerful feature because then, you know, if there's a burning question, it's, it's going to get asked, right? And, and if it's moderated, it's good to go and people vote it up. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come up when you want them to come up. 
Yeah. So nice. we definitely have moderation as well. Which is nice. And also here, I think that a lot of people would be curious about, at least I'm curious about yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what's happening with the customization because many platforms are like, if you look at web type of like web tools in general, uh, yeah. I was recently in Spain uh, for a conference on conferences, you know, the conference itself was about conferences. Okay. Yes, I get it. Mm -hmm. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Why am I not there? So I decided to just uh, reschedule almost every meeting that I had in this week. And I was like, okay, let's fly to Barcelona and see how it goes. Um, but when when you when the context uh, when you have such a context, and now now I'm starting to forget my question. Where did we start? Like what I was talking about. Where did this uh, you're talking about design and yeah. customization? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, correct. No one cuts that. Tonya, don't cut that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so we were. I was looking at. Uh, I was looking at a tool that that is for hybrid events uh, that allows you to have um, like to enter in the venue itself with either a QR code with an RFID chip, right, mm -hmm. uh, or even with face face ID. Mm. Right, which is really, yeah, I would say I haven't seen this before. Mm. And the first question that always pops in my mind is people like us, your company also has an incredible brand. We spend so much time and effort and resources, I would say, on figuring out what is the right brand for each and every product, service, whatever. And then if the tool doesn't support the brand and if it looks like it's disconnected somehow from the yeah. brand it breaks everything breaks the whole experience so what about customizations what can people expect in the realm of customizing a mentimeter to their style to their brand to their organization is that possible and how the what's going on there yeah i we are very aware of that kind of break in the flow yeah. Um, and I think from the start, the idea has been here to to really, of course, you know, of course, we have our brand and, you know, Mentimeter as, as a product. And and the default setting is if you have a Mentimeter presentation, you'll have a little logo up top. But we have full customization options. Mm. We, you can customize it to the point where you don't know that it's Mentimeter, right? You can add your own brand colors. You can add your logo to the presentation. So instead of having a Mentimeter up top, you'll have, you know, 365 Labs, um, whatever you like. So yeah. we're very aware of that. And I've helped a lot of people create presentations that like are, I would call them seamless. Seamless to their brand, seamless to the other presentations. And I mean, especially if you're going in, in full screen, and you, as I mentioned earlier, you can import PowerPoint presentations and Keynote to your Mentimeter presentation. And then if you have your custom theme, you won't see if it's in PowerPoint or if it's in Mentimeter. Yeah. You'll see that, that once you, know, you go to a question and you can invite your audience, yeah, then you'll be like, okay, this is Mentimeter, right? Yeah. But even the questions and the, and the bars and the word clouds can be in the colors of your brand. What about the fonts? Fonts, you know. we have a, a, a lot of options for, for fonts. Okay. So we don't we have, nice I, I don't think we have fully customizable fonts, but we have like the top 10 regular ones. So, so far, so good, um, I would say. Yeah. We, we need to talk with the product team then at some point and tell them, hey, 
Fonts also. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Custom lighting, obviously, fonts is also like kind of crucial from like depending on the brand, of course. Uh, but I know that like it's not as easy, uh, I would say, from the technical perspective exactly, uh, to make yeah. it happen with every single, every single font that's out there, you know, because there are thousands yeah. and thousands of fonts. Still, uh, I think that we'll figure it out for our event, at least. Uh, I'll need to chat with whoever <laughs> is. Yeah, whoever you, you'll, you'll talk to me. I'll, I'll help you create a seamless presentation. Brilliant, brilliant. And we need it for the whole event. So it's not just yeah. a presentation. So we need to do it and make it happen for the whole event. Talking about the yeah. event, uh, you, you also presented the event. You also have a session. Yeah. Any plans, anything that you can reveal? What can people expect from that session? Well, since I work with education here at the company like in this podcast you know we've been talking about kind of what you could do uh yep. with mentimeter um and i think i would like to hopefully we'll have some listeners who've heard this podcast who, who hear the possibilities and i think in my session i'm probably going to go a little bit behind the scenes and right. actually show people how to do it because uh, you know, it, we've we've really tried to create, and and I think in a lot of regards we have created what we call a zero friction experience, mm. where you can simply, you know, with just few clicks, you can sign up. We have that free account, and you can get a presentation up and running in no time. My record is, I think, ninety seconds for five slides. Okay. So I created a five slide presentation in ninety seconds. I'm not saying that that's a a good thing, but it, but it it shows that you don't need a lot of, of expertise, right, to create a nice presentation. Mm. But I think in my session, I'm going to go a bit behind the scenes and explore a bit some of the features and also kind of how, how you can create those features. Mm. So I think it's, and we can talk about this, it might be subject to change, but I, I want to, you know, talk about the value of course Mentimeter, but maybe also educate people a little bit. So they have something, I want people to bring something with them after you know oh this is a, a cool slide or an, an engagement thing that i'm going to use in my next next meeting so, That's so we can goal. expect a demo heavy for sure demo for sure demo heavy session for sure uh now to put you on like just to just an idea and i'll leave it to think just i'll just say it yeah and you can yeah. you can say whether or not you can do it for the event but i would personally think that People who are going to join us would love to see things that are coming up very soon, but are not released yet. Oh, a little uh, behind, like even more behind the scenes. That is a, the extreme level of behind the scenes. Have in mind yeah. that we have thousands of people who obviously enrolled for this event and care about presentations. So they want to be on the edge, you know, like they want to know the yeah. latest and absolutely greatest and even be ahead of the curve. So just throwing it out as an idea, uh, see whether or not it's a, it'll be possible because it, if it's possible, I think that, yeah, uh, that session may be a very, very intriguing one for everybody. Yeah, that's, that's a great idea. I'll have to, the product team is slowly going on Christmas break, but I'll make sure to, to talk to them in the new year and, and see if yeah. they can give me some, some juicy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. We have time, so don't worry about it. We have time, there is time to yeah. April. Okay, Oscar, uh, two more questions here because there, it's already 30 minutes here on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, let's see whether or not you have a name for a person, for a person who, and it may be also a person from Mentimeter, you know, like it, it's not mandatory to be someone outside of the organization that you think 
we have to have on the podcast because, in your opinion, this person, he or she or whatever, like, or a group of people that we need to invite in the podcast in the form of like, okay, two or three people in the same episode, that would be, I would say, also interesting. These these person or these people should somehow, um, like, when you hear the word presentations or anything related to presentations, you immediately connect the dots there and say, okay, these people or this person is really good in designing or in engaging people or in storytelling on whatever it may be. Do you have someone that you think that we need to have here on the podcast? The name that immediately popped up um, when you said presentations, it's actually, it is someone at Mentimeter. All right. And it is uh, our, our head of HR. Her name is Anna Gullstrand. Okay. If you are in the tech scene or in the like facilitation scene in Sweden, maybe even Norway and Denmark, you probably own her book and you have it in your library. She's very, very, um, yeah, she's very, she's a big name within the facilitation category. And what she does with Mentimeter, I think is really, and, and she, she actually has gotten to the point where she teaches this, but she is a great workshop facilitator using Mentimeter. So as okay. I mentioned earlier, we have, we have all these different um, use cases. You know, you can use Mentimeter in schools, you can use it in meetings, you can use it in webinars, in huge events, but it's also a great workshopping tool. And I've been to several workshops with on that, you know, where you're, it could be anything from talking about how to work as a team or core values within the organization. And I think that she is an excellent facilitator. And there's really this kind of perfect Venn diagram of her expertise within facilitation and HR questions. And then you have the Mentimeter interactivity. So her, her workshops are just brilliant. And I definitely think you should bring her in to get kind of, it's a very kind of specialist role in the in the sense that it is it has to do with hr it has to do with workshops people and culture but she is the person to to do that for sure ah there are quite some people from the hr space that are listening to this podcast so yeah. uh that being said i think that you have to introduce me to her at some point and we'll make it happen uh yeah. if it depends on us we'll make it happen let's see whether or not we can convince her to join us for an hour or so that would yeah. be interesting all right and final question, that's a two-part question. I think that the first part is clear uh, because it's where can people find more about Mentimeter? I think that's not going to be that hard, mentimeter.com, right? <laughs> Isn't there, probably there is no better resource than that one. But the second part is what is the best uh, social media network or channel, if you wish, uh, for people to reach out and connect with you personally? With, with Oscar personally or Mentimeter yes. personally? No, with you personally. With me, yeah, I would say find me on on LinkedIn. I think that's right. the the quickest, easiest. I'm uh, pretty active there. I I am a, I actually talk to a lot of users that use Mentimeter who reach out to me on LinkedIn. They say, "Hey, I did this presentation. What do you think?" So I I have a lot of conversations on there. So absolutely add me if you have any questions, and I'm always happy to to chat or send you know my my tips and tricks and stuff. So. So find me on It'll LinkedIn for sure. Brilliant. So we'll make sure that both the website and your LinkedIn profile are displayed in the show notes or in the YouTube description. 
So they will be there for people to very uh, quickly find them and just click on them and find more about both the company and the platform to do and obviously connect with you. Uh, yeah, 35 minutes already. What can I say? <laughs> what that can I say? so fast. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Uh, that, was a, that was a super cool one. And we are definitely looking forward to seeing you again in April. And we are going to for sure see each other before April before, because we have some other things to uh, do and make sure that are planned and executed correctly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Oscar, thanks for joining just before Christmas uh, to the podcast. Like this, this was super nice. Thank you, Boris. Super fun. Uh, I, I said it 10 times, but, but really great questions. And I'm happy to, yeah. to chat more and, uh, and looking forward to the event as well. Absolutely. We'll, we'll definitely chat again, probably after the after the event. That would be interesting to do a, a case study on what we have done in the like in regards to the integration. I think that may be very yeah. interesting episode and Absolutely. some behind the scenes on how we did it, what we did, etc. I think that may be very interesting episode for the event planners and event managers to more or less hear a case study. Plus, it will be yeah. useful to presenters again, which I think will be really cool. All right. You heard it here. There will be a second episode, everybody. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, then in the meantime, uh, yet again, thanks for listening. And if you uh, still haven't subscribed to the podcast or like uh, or just subscribed, follow, depending on the channel that you're consuming, please do so. And surely you know how this these crazy algorithms now work. Every share, comment, like, or whatever it is, is always appreciated and of help. And so thanks everyone for listening and see you in the next one.